This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The best way to support the show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash Click the support our artist button, which takes you to Amazon. Just shop like you normally would, and Amazon will send us a little bit of money, which we will use to buy a whole bunch of bottles of wine so we can use the corks for a new cork board for <laughs> all of the clues. I am so delighted by this. I think that's the most efficient way to get new cork boards. I think so, uh, because recycling is important. And also, it's just a cute Pinterest thing to do. And I like Pinterest. <laughs> and the wine will help us with the sadness. Yeah, that's a healthy <laughs> thing to do when you're sad. <laughs> is up, the sky is clear, but all is lost when you aren't here. Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? I just don't know. Where did you go? Why aren't you here? Everything changed when you disappeared. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Hello, this is Matt Manser. And this is Eileen Mary O'Connell, and you're listening to Skaterial, the Muppet Babies episode podcast where we investigate the disappearance of the Muppet Babies character, Skeeter. Skeeter has been gone, as far as we know, since the original Muppet Babies went off the air. The um, true Muppet Babies. The, the true documentary TV series Muppet Babies. Yeah, not this, uh... Fan fiction reboot that's coming out soon. <laughs> I mean, I, I have, I have no ill will towards of the reboot of Muppet Babies about to come out. I mean, but it is, it is fictional, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. I have ill will towards it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to know why? And it's well, not just because of. I no think there's like two, two to three reasons. Well, it's not just because there's no Skeeter. The main, I mean, yeah, that's always the top of my mind. I miss her so much. But the main reason, no Rolf. That's the main reason, not I, Skeeter. Well, <laughs> listen, I already know that it's fan fiction. If I'm going to experience fan fiction, I want it to be with the coolest character that ever was. And as we all know, Rolf is the coolest. Rolf is the coolest. But also, if it's fiction and they're just making it up, make up that Skeeter still exists. Yes! Girl! Uh, there's also no Scooter. Yeah. But we. <laughs> I mean, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, so we've seen from the original Muppet Babies, we see all the other ones as adults and other Muppet things. Kermit. Piggy. Gonzo. Uh, Fozzie. Uh, Rolf, the, the coolest. The coolest one, Rolf. Uh, uh, Animal. Bunsen. Beaker. Uh, sometimes a Bean Bunny. <laughs> In about season six or seven, I believe. Yes. Bean Bunny shows up. We are not there yet. No, we're not. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler for all your bean bunny heads. <laughs> your, your bean bun heads. Your bean heads. Oh, it's so sad. I'm weeping. Uh, um, we saw Scooter on Up Babies as and uh, and as an adult. A, a, an adult. An adult. <laughs> adult. <laughs> no. No, he's smart, uh, but not Skeeter. We are so we are watching every episode of the documentary TV series. The original Muppet Babies. Yes. Hoping for clues. Any clue. Where is Heater? Is she okay? Is she safe? Um, is she alive? 
would she hang out with me if she is alive? I mean, I would, I would like to think so. I would love to think so. But is she in a in a position where she can do that, or is she in hiding for some reason? Or is she now a he, and that he is New Zealand? Right. That is kind of what I'm hoping for. We've talked about it a few times on here, and I I hope that's what happened. I know. <sighs> just, um, every week, it's the hardest week of my life. <laughs> Um, and this week is no exception because we still don't know where she is. We don't. <laughs> and I'm very stressed by it. Yeah. Um, and every week, guys, we always have a special guest to help us with this mystery. And I get to do the introduction this week. And I'm, uh, I wouldn't say excited because I'm always sad. I'm always crying. But if I wasn't, I would be excited. Uh, this week, you know, I'm from the Pack Theater. Please welcome our guest, Eli Major. Hello, everybody. Hello, Eli. Hello. Thank you for um, helping us on this a sad quest. It's a pleasure to be here, but it's not a pleasure because of the sadness. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah, pleasure that is not really pleasure. Mm-mm. <laughs> um I've never in this skeeterless world, I've never known what pleasure is <laughs> except for the occasional Rolf song, especially Amadagus oh from the previous previous episode. episode. Mm-hmm. Coolest song. Again, I will walk down the aisle to that <laughs> song. <laughs> Eli, are you familiar with the Rolf uh, song Amadagus? Uh, yeah, I'm actually a professional <laughs> when it comes to that song. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A professional when it comes to, this, to yeah, hearing that song. that song. Eli in uh, runs his own cover band, and they only cover one song. <laughs> it's Amadagus. <laughs> uh, tragic event, guys. Tragic event. Really tragic. Yeah. Um, oh, do I get to ask this? I'm, sure, I'm sure. Go ahead. I never do this. <laughs> I'm shy. Uh, Eli, we always like to ask our guests um, your history with Muppet Babies. Did you grow up watching it? Uh, growing up, I didn't actually mm-hmm. get Common into answer. the Muppet Babies. Common uh, the, answer. Yeah, the Muppet Babies when mm-hmm. I was growing up. But as I aged, I found out that my taste really resembles the trajectory of the show itself. Mm. And so I got into it very recently, actually. Wow. Uh huh. And um, when you were watching it, and maybe like also watching the adult Muppets, were you like, hey, um, who's this uh, Muppet baby Skeeter, and why don't I ever see her as an adult? I did, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's, uh, it's, like I said before, it's very tragic that mm-hmm. we don't see more of Skeeter anymore. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I do think it's a bit of a conspiracy on our hands. Uh, yeah. So uh. that's why I'm I'm super happy to be here again <laughs> so we can uncover this conspiracy and really dive deep into what's really going on with the Muppet babies. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Sounds uh, like you have some some theories ready yeah. to go. Oh, I got a few theories. <laughs> I got plenty of theories. Okay. Uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. And I guess uh we will talk about them as they come up. Yes. Uh, relevant to the discussion of the episode. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. This is good. Yeah. 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 We're really cooking with fire right now, oh, guys. Oh, yes. The fire of conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh, spell conspiracy without a couple letters that are also in fire. <laughs> it's true. 
Do you need a Kleenex? Uh, yeah, I'm really weeping. Okay. Well, no, uh, we, we're we not a Kleenex show. We are a Puffs show. Oh, we I'm so puffs, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. Would this be, uh, is it too soon? <laughs> is it too soon for a word from our sponsor? It might be. Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, buckle up, guys. There'll be a word from our sponsor later. Click. That's oh, that, that's you buckling up? I, there's a buckle. There's a seat belt in we the have, seat right yeah, there. Yeah, well, we all have seat belts. Yeah, our engineer, Robert Chan, likes us to be safe, and he equips every seat with seat belts. And also that overhead thing that goes above your body in a roller coaster. Yeah. And then there's a picture in the end. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a little compartment where you, we can store our belongings. Mm-hmm, my purse, well, my, uh, yeah. my theme park map. <laughs> $20 yeah. is a lot for a photo at the end of the ride. It's a lot, it's, yeah. It's a, it's I a just lot. take out my cell phone and... Yeah. I try to do a fun pose. <laughs> I, I do that thing where, it's act, where you act like you're not actually on a roller coaster, and then you try to act normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, should we um, uh, uh, begin the recap? Yes. Yeah, so let's recap this episode of Muppet Babies. This mm-hmm. is season season three, episode... episode. Seven? I think seven. Maybe seven? So many. So So many uh, skierless (laughs) answers. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So this episode is called The Daily Muppet. You'll soon find out why it's called that. I wonder why. Huh. Anyway, uh, so the the episode begins. Uh, The babies are sleeping in uh, their cribs. just a reminder, this is eight babies and two cribs. Eight babies, two cribs. Uh, <laughs> not enough cribs and too many babies. Uh, Kermit dreams he's sleeping on a lily pad <laughs> when a submarine emerges and a frog admiral says, the pond is under attack. Defend. And pulls Kermit inside. Kermit says he's great at shooting torpedoes, but the admiral says Kermit is the torpedo and he's fired at the enemy, causing a big explosion. Uh, back in bed, Kermit tears feathers from his pillow and inadvertently grabs Gonzo's nose. Uh, Gonzo dreams his nose is caught inside a a tulip or some sort of flower. Uh, He now has wings and is humming and says, What's the matter? You've never seen a humming weirdo before? He then approaches a flying piggy and says she's the cutest humming pig he's ever seen and asks if he can give her a kiss. She nods and Gonzo kisses her cheek. Uh, Back in bed, Gonzo is kissing the alarm clock as it goes off. Kermit tells him to shut it off, and he tries, but instead grabs Piggy's nose. So she tosses him onto Kermit. Uh, then Fozzie's propeller hat flies off his head and lands on Animal in the other crib. Animal shouts, uh, go night-night, uh, scaring Scooter, causing him to tumble into Skeeter and Rolf, uh, somehow causing the entire crib to fly across the room into the other crib, and the babies fall out. Uh, Piggy asks what time it is. And Animal says, breakfast time, and eats his pillow. <laughs> they all agree it's breakfast time and go to see if breakfast is ready. Hmm. Uh, once again, uh, Gonzo is very thirsty for Piggy's kisses, even mm-hmm. in an unconscious setting. <laughs> but, you know, the, I mean, he did, he did ask, in his dream, he asked, Piggy, That's can true. I give you a kiss? And she nodded. He's a little more courteous in dreamland <laughs> than he is in reality. Hmm. Kind of a recurring theme for him, mm-hmm. I would say. He's very thirsty for Piggy's kisses. Right. It's kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gross mm-hmm. and suspicious. Yeah, they're just babies. Yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't be this into kisses <laughs> as a baby. <laughs> right? 
right. <laughs> I also thought it was kind of strange that Kermit has dreams of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli, you're really big into dream and dream journals and dream analysis. Oh, so thank what, you. Yeah. Uh, what... Um, what do you have to say about that? What's your theory on his war dreams? Well, I've been following Kermit for some time wow. since the documentary series started, wow. in fact. And uh, one of the things that I've kind of seen with him <laughs> is that he might borderline sociopathy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Kermit? Kermit. Kermit. Kermit, the sweet, sensitive Kermit? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> that uh, Kermit? Uh, you've shocked Matt Manser. I know, I know. It's kind of a uh, strong opinion to have towards him, but mm-hmm. I could expect nothing less of someone who dreams of grandeur in the form of literally becoming a missile <laughs> to destroy his enemies. Interesting. It seems more, to me, it seemed like he was sort of put into a into a spot sort of against his own actual desire mm-hmm. and i assume if you're a torp if you if you're a person who's a torpedo and you cause an explosion i assume you die right so did, did kermit dream his own death <laughs> could it um be a metaphor for his um his rough relationship with piggy where he's always being thrown into romantic situations with her and he doesn't yeah. really want to mm. be in that and so piggy and her love for him is like a war yes mm-hmm I'm writing it down. <laughs> um, underlining. Done. <laughs> but what about what about Gonzo's dream? Oh, Gonzo's what's dream? A, what's the secret meaning of Gonzo's dream? Oh yeah, okay, let's figure this out. <laughs> Again, Eli, you're the oh, dream expert. Right. I gladly let <laughs> you all do. know. Please. It's uh, obviously Gonzo is the real protagonist in all of this. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's. <laughs> Again, it's kind of controversial opinion, but that's what I feel as though this documentary series is all about. Controversy. Wow. And conspiracy, of course. Um, the two cons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, he's dreaming of a peaceful reality mm-hmm. where he falls rambunctiously in love with his love interest, mm-hmm. Piggy, Piggy, of course. Um, and it just seems to be nothing but a harmless fantasy that is disrupted um, by everyone who's influencing his life around him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Usually not such a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, tugboat. Tugboat. Not, usually not such a tugboat. <laughs> usually uh, not such a, uh, uh, uh <laughs> a flan. <laughs> usually not such a flan that we've talked about on Muff Babies. Um, Usually not such a uh, a, a generous uh, reading of Gonzo mm-hmm. as a baby when he's repeatedly been very very creepy mm-hmm. episode to episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Why are you so sympathetic? <laughs> yeah, you're so sympathetic of a little blue weirdo that's thirsty for kisses. Well, you see, that's the whole thing. Maybe he's not a little blue weirdo who's thirsty for kisses, but just thirsty for love and attention <laughs> because he's such a social outcast as clearly evident throughout this entire episode. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe it's wow. the Muppet Babies who are, have been giving him all this creepy predisposition. Yeah. Interesting. I, I could see that. I'm writing it down. Write it down. I'm writing. All right. Uh, I'm underlining uh, Gonzo Dreams. 
I'm underlining it like 50 times just to be safe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, done. Again, four four babies to a crib. Also, just to not, highlight that I there's enough space in that nursery for six mm-hmm. more cribs. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. almost as if Nanny is a negligent caregiver. <laughs> almost. Mm. In fact, it's been proven in every episode that she is. Every episode. I'm like, will Nanny actually give a shit about these babies? (laughs) Whoa, harsh language. (laughs) I am being harsh on Nanny because, as I've said before, I don't even care if she – I mean, I care if she Mm -hmm. uh, is the reason behind Skeeter's disappearance. But even if she isn't, (laughs) even if she isn't, I still don't like her. Eileen held up her finger to the microphone to make her point. (laughs) And I uh, sat back farther because I knew my voice was getting louder uh, <laughs> and I don't want to make myself sad or you sad when either of us edits this episode <laughs> thank you Eileen I do agree with you though that Nanny is very negical negical tugboat those are the words Nanny is very flan tugboat uh, Nanny, once again, if you're out there, we would love to have you on Skaterial. I have many questions for you. We're available day and night. Um, we got enough chairs for the amount of people that would be in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. Mm-hmm. Uh, please call us at um, 1-800-6969-Skaterial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask if that's too many numbers. It's not. Robert Chan is very happy at this very real number. Everyone, please call that number. Please call it right now. Dial all the numbers. Yep. 1-800-6969-Skaterial. Should we see what happens next in the episode? Uh, Yes. All right. Next on the episode, in the kitchen, the babies eat when they hear Nanny say, Not again. She says the rain soaked her newspaper, and now it's ruined. Back in the nursery, Piggy says, Nanny wasn't her usual happy self this morning. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) Uh, Fozzie thinks Nanny might have had a bad dream about unidentified flying grapefruit or yams. Gonzo tells Fozzie his brain needs rewinding, and he moves his (laughs) propeller hat around. Fozzie spins and falls and says he feels better already. Kermit says Nanny was upset about her newspaper, and they can make one for her. But Skeeter says, we don't know anything about making newspapers. Rolf says the only training he has with newspapers is when he was housebroken. (laughs) (laughs) Kermit says he'll be the editor. Rolf says he'll be the music reporter. Kermit says Skeeter can be the sports reporter, and she says, right, chief? (laughs) He says Piggy can be the movie reviewer, Gonzo the photographer. Fozzie says he'll do the comic page, aided by Animal, and makes a comic about a funny bear called Fozzie's Funnies. In the comic strip, Fozzie says, what do you call an elephant in a china shop? You call it breakdancing. The comic (laughs) then shows a dancing elephant as china falls off off of shelves. A word word balloon appears that says, boo. An animal grabs the balloon and they float into the sky and then fall. Fozzie thinks balloons are dangerous and says if he thinks instead of talks, he won't make more balloons. But Animal thinks, causing the balloons to occur and chasing Fozzie into a tree. Back in the nursery, Fozzie tells Kermit the, the comic page is ready as Animal blows up a real-life giant balloon. <laughs> now, as always, 
Um, we believe that it's crucial to our investigation on the disappearance of Skeeter to uh, rank and review all of Fozzie's jokes. Yes. Crucial. So it's crucial. Crucial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know how yet, but we know. We know. We know. <laughs> so uh, one more time, that joke is, what do you call an elephant in a china shop? You call it breakdancing. Not a fan of this one. I have to wow. say, I think that it's important to point out the distinction between this and the typical Fozzie joke, because this was a a joke as part of a comic strip. That's mm. true. You know, and, you're always, you were mm-hmm. always keeping me accountable. And I think the full joke isn't just breakdancing. The full punchline is breakdancing and the visual mm-hmm. of the uh, bull. Was it a bull? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Dancing. The, the joke was about an elephant. An elephant, right. It's, we, we see the elephant yes. in the china shop and the stuff falling off. I think that's what made it funny okay. to me. I think the full mm. visual plus the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it a lot, given huh. all of that. All right. You know, I, know. I have to rethink. You you brought a lot of perspective <laughs> to me. Once again, Matt Manser keeps me accountable because he is my accountability buddy. <laughs> Personally, yep. I think he's a genius. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Joke. Wow. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fonzie, he's probably the most Fonzie? sophisticated. Fonzie? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what we like to call them. Uh, we oh. have little nicknames for each of oh, the Muppet yeah. babies. Are you, like, do you personally know Fozzie Bear? <laughs> Listen. Eli. Uh, I told, I promised him I would <laughs> come on here and give that away. Uh, but uh, off the record, though, Yes. <laughs> Oh my yes, god! Do, mm-hmm. Okay, that that's. I think you can't just say the words off the record <laughs> and have it be off the record because we are recording. Oh, like, it's, it's on the I record, just, Nat, right now. Yeah, I, I just was, figured since you guys are editing this oh. afterwards, it would be uh, it'd be off the record. Yeah. If I just said off the record. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, we can definitely edit this out. So if there's any listeners hearing this. They're uh, just dreaming, like <laughs> like Kermit in war. Uh, we will certainly edit this out. Mm-hmm. Wink. Oh. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, when Matt Manser winks, it makes a sound, and it says wink. Oh, is that weird? Yeah. Oh. I thought that was normal. It's like, uh, well, it's, I guess it's not any weirder than like when I cough, and instead of coughing, I just go, cough! Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. Mm. Oh, no. Um, Are you okay? I'm, it's, it's, um, okay? This is hard for me, guys. Because yeah. um, Skeeter just would have loved Fosse's yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, just going back to what yeah. I was saying earlier, I just think he's he is a genius. Wow. And uh, a prolific writer as well. Okay. The voice of the generation. Wow. <laughs> the bear of a generation. Right. Yeah. Uh, what did, you didn't uh, give a, like a number rating. I give it a nine. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm reconsidering. Originally, it was going to be like a three. But then you uh, were my accountability buddy. <laughs> so I'm going to upgrade it to like a seven. Ooh, I feel like I'm okay. the harshest critic. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're fully aware that he's a baby. Eight. You're right. I keep forgetting that he's a baby because he's so prolific. 
drawing. He drew and wrote a joke. Yeah, that's more Fine, impressive. Fine, ten. <laughs> there you go. See? Tr- like, For his age? Yeah. Dur- when this was created? Mm-hmm. Genius. Very <laughs> genius. Yes. Uh, was there anything else in that segment that we need to like... Um, I wanted to mention oh, yes. uh, Ralph. I always want to mention Ralph. <laughs> well, Ralph said, and this was this was funny. Uh, he when they talking about the newspaper business, oh, yeah. and he said, uh, "My only involvement with newspapers is when I was housebroken." Mm-hmm. He, he still wears a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yet he claims to be housebroken. Mm-hmm. Is, is he actually housebroken? Does he just like wearing a diaper? <laughs> Maybe he wants to fit in with the other babies. Do the yeah, other I, ones wear diapers? I think they do. I feel like Piggy does. Mm-hmm. She's got some extra extra cushion or tush that would indicate a diaper. <laughs> Again, I feel like there's a, just a lot of peer pressure to perform within the Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason why Gonzo is such a hated character among everybody oh, and no. tends to have no credit throughout their uh, social group. Also, I just want to point out the fact that, of course, Kermit's going to want to be the editor of this <laughs> newspaper. He's always trying to take the lead on these things. He's a natural-born yeah. leader. Or a dictator. Whoa. <laughs> natural-born dictator. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm writing that down on the board. I mean, that reminds me of just going back to Kermit's dream real quick. Mm-hmm. Dreaming he's on a lily pad. It just makes me – reminds me again. We don't know – like, was, was Kermit born, like, in a swamp? And how did he get to the nursery? Yeah. Where are his parents? It's yeah. still – we know, that he, we know that he starts as a tadpole mm. because in an earlier episode we meet his nephew Robin, who is a character in the regular Muppets, and he's like a little frog. And on the Muppet Babies, he's just a tadpole. So that would indicate that Kermit was also a tadpole at some point. I mean, I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. But where? Was it at the swamp? Yeah, was it a swamp? Was it... Is he dreaming about the swamp because... He like, misses home! He misses home. <laughs> Oh, no, that's so sad. <laughs> but instead, Nanny has him locked up in this nursery. With uh, two cribs for eight babies. <laughs> two little cribs, too many babies. <laughs> that might as well be the title of the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, I was just thinking about Nanny again. <laughs> then also in this segment, animals going up, blowing up. A, a giant balloon that he's somehow, just somehow around the nursery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems dangerous. Yeah. Uh, animal's very destructive. We know that. Yeah. Right. We know this of him. Right. So keep destructive things out of the nursery that he can get his hands on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember there was one episode where it was Skeeter. She just whipped open the drawer that was under the, the windowsill area and had scissors. And they weren't, like, cute arts and crafts scissors. They were just big scissors that a baby had. Yeah. Baby with scissors. Baby with scissors. <sighs> so where exactly... I don't know what kind of research you've, you all have done in so the uh, Mother Babies. <laughs> I mean, you but... can see some of it because it's all on the boards that... Uh, yeah, I was you. looking around, but I couldn't... 
help but notice that we haven't exactly talked about the comic book world that they've created yeah. before them and just kind of uh, jumped into when they were idealizing and coming up with the kind of content they want to put into this newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I couldn't help but notice that they were able to break through uh, uh, what's the best way to describe this? Um, the earthly means of space and time itself. <laughs> I believe we'll get into that. Probably, like, and there's some real crazy stuff coming up very shortly. You're right. You're right. I'm just planting the seeds for future discussion. Perfect. Uh, I am uh, watering the the seeds right now. Um, (laughs) Please use some fertilizer as well. I got some fertilizer Uh, in my pocket. They were really expensive seeds. I know. Mm -hmm. You only go to the fanciest um, garden places. (laughs) Greenhouses. 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 Yes. Flan. Fly, uh, tugboat. Uh, uh, so uh, next on the episode. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, we're in a newsroom now, and Gonzo yells, "Stop the presses!" Uh, Kermit asks why, and Gonzo says, "That's what they always say in newsrooms." Uh, Piggy watches a movie on TV. Who says it's time for Rhoda Piggy's movie review? <laughs> uh, in a movie theater, Piggy types saying the movie is uh, Phantom of the Opera. And that it's about a lousy rock musician who wishes he played piano like Lionel Richie. Hot take. Who then uh, becomes uh, an actor, uh, tries out for Tarzan, uh, but then plays Dracula instead. She gives it minus three, uh, gives it a minus three, and hands uh, her review off to Scooter. Uh, Next, uh, Skeeter (gasps) is in a press box who says, uh, good afternoon, sports fans. This is Skeeter coming to you from Muppet Stadium with World Series highlights. As we as we see real footage from from baseball of players dropping a ball, Skeeter says uh, players reported spotting a UFO, but fortunately it was just a baseball, and that's why they <laughs> dropped it. Uh, she then said, she then said uh, the coach found out it was the umpire's birthday, birthday, so he he did a dance for him. As we see a clip of a manager arguing. Uh, she sent hands her, her sports report to Kermit. Hmm. Wow. A really shining moment for Skeeter. Yeah. She's uh, yeah. in charge. She's good at her job. She's mm-hmm. doing what she loves, which is uh, talk about sports. Yeah. I actually cried during this segment. Wow. When watching it, knowing the future fate of Skeeter. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you see me right now. It's just me nonstop. I'm always crying. Right. Um, I'm very dehydrated all the time. All the time. All the time from all the tears. Hey, maybe this is time for a word from our sponsor? Uh, sure. Um, Skeeterial is brought to you by Puffs Facial Tissue. Uh, Puffs, for when you are sad that uh, Skeeter did not become a a famous sports reporter, mm-hmm. as do you think she might have, um, and you're just realizing that now. Uh, puffs. Uh, it's weird because once again, uh, it's very specific to the moment that we're in right now. Yeah, that well, I just read the copy. Oh, can I see the copy? Yep. Okay. Um. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Uh, word for word, exactly. Yeah, I don't As all, add I'm words. I'm sorry. I don't add a, or subtract words. <laughs> You're just so good at it that it almost feels like it's off the cuff, but really, it's um. <laughs> Off the puff copy. Oh. <laughs> I just high fived myself. 
<laughs> Robert Chan is very pleased with me right now, as he always is. He's very proud. <laughs> I know I keep bringing this up. Please do. But uh, I just have an issue with Kermit in power again. I, it's, I think it's a little bit repulsive, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, it's a truly a sad day whenever you see that green monstrosity telling everyone else what to do, how to do it, and uh, just what to, he's limiting everyone's speech throughout this episode. A true sign of a dictator. Oh my god. Um, Eli, you're, you call him a green monstrosity. Are you sure you just don't um, hate frogs? <laughs> Are you sure? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm just, um, I have to, ex- I'm an investigator. I am trying to be a detective and I have to explore all angles. Are you accusing me of hating frogs? Um, I am just bringing it up as a possibility. <laughs> you should, you should hear what Fonzie has to say about all of, <laughs> all of this operation I'm sorry, right I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> I can't believe that. Uh, please forgive me. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll forget. Okay, good, good, good. I can see, I can see how you can pull that conclusion, mm-hmm. though. Um, no, I don't hate frogs. I just, I just think that when there is a baby power grab, uh, <laughs> things tend to be a little bit murky. Mm-hmm. Murky like a swamp. Like a swamp. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> See, that sounds again like you don't like frogs. Yeah. You, you, oh, um, okay, why so. you use the word murky specifically? Yeah, why? Okay, uh, maybe it would help if you listed some frogs that you do like. Uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> Eli's weeping. Uh, what about. Uh, I like. Uh, the, uh, the frog from. Uh, the Disney film uh, Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, the one that's about Princess and a Frog. And yeah, that's I, the title. I like that frog. Yeah? What that's, do you like about him? What, what characteristics do you find admirable in him? Uh, his top hat. <laughs> now, I haven't seen Princess and the Frog, but... <laughs> We're all what? weeping. I want to is is that frog actually just a a human prince that's been transformed into a frog? Okay, guys, don't worry because it's a Disney movie, so I got the answer. He is a prince. He is from a made up country, and he visit visits New Orleans, and then there's this voodoo man, and he wants money, and he turns him into a frog, and then the rest of the movie happens. So you don't like. A frog, Eli. You like a prince who's in the form of a frog. What's the difference? <laughs> it's a frog. I don't think... Why are you guys pressuring me here? <laughs> there, There is a Muppet baby that is missing out there, and yet I'm the one who's being questions about... <laughs> About my hate, whether or whether I, I I hate frogs or not. So we just don't want your bias against frogs yeah. to throw off our investigation. There's no bias here. <laughs> it's weird because like uh, I'm looking at your notes right now that you have, and it just says uh, I hate frogs. My name is Eli. I hate frogs. 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 Die. Die. All frogs. Regardless. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
you weren't supposed to see my notes, I'm sorry. first of all. And I think that's just a bit of invasive on your end. You just have lovely penmanship, and I was trying to admire that. And then along the way, I was like, what's this he's saying about frogs? There's also a very detailed drawing of you spearing a frog. <laughs> What of it? I'm just curious. I'm I'm sorry. Um. So they taste good. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> Frogs taste good. I guess that checks out. <laughs> I've never had them, but... Uh, I haven't either, but I am part French, and I know they have frog legs sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, what's next on the episode? Ooh. Next on the episode... Fozzie says they should print a joke on the front page. What's black and white and red all over? Kermit says everyone knows the answer is newspaper, but Fozzie says he thought it was a skunk covered in strawberry jam. (laughs) A skunk sprays Fozzie, who says he'd rather be hit with a tomato. Then a tomato is thrown at him. Skeeter says, here's the latest scores, Kermit. Three to one, seven to four, ten to zero, and here's a partial score that just came in. Two! (laughs) (laughs) Scooter says he needs a photo for the front page. Uh, Kermit says, that's Gonzo's department. Gonzo goes under the couch and says, there must be some Martians around here somewhere. He sneezes and a a dust ball falls out of this couch, but Gonzo thinks it's a Martian. Gonzo goes into the couch and becomes an... (laughs) (laughs) Gonzo goes into the couch and it becomes Mars. Gonzo thinks a rock is the leader, takes a picture, and walks away as the rock tries to eat him. (laughs) He then goes to a puddle and sees a Martian, but it's really his reflection. He walks away, but another creature walks after him. All right. This is getting getting a little bizarre now. getting a little bananas. (laughs) This this couch has some sort of portal to Mars? A couch can't become a planet. (laughs) But I, I guess it can. I get we saw it in the documentary. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's one of those things, and this will come back later, but one of those things where we don't know what's sort of what's real and what's imaginary. Yeah. There's a mm. that fine line is getting finer. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh this might be another strong opinion, but I think uh Gonzo might be God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, go on. <laughs> right. Uh, hear me out. And again, I want you all to know that this is just a conspiracy of mine, but I think he has the ability to create matter and create worlds and life uh, all at the flip of turning on his imagination. Uh, he was clearly there was nothing in that couch beforehand, and then he created and sorry manifested a portal into another onto another planet Mm -hmm. just by flipping on this notion that aliens are invading earth uh the next thing you see is a what i like to call a space uh um what's the what's the words you would flan a space flan <laughs> of a perfect hero's journey of gonzo going to mars and interacting with a completely new species not just one but several species on this planet clearly and wow. I, I know i've said this before but clearly gonzo is the 
true protagonist throughout this Muppet baby conspiracy. Oh my god. He is uh, the polar opposite of Kermit mm-hmm. and he ev- everything he does seems to be a attack to liberate all the other Muppet babies from Kermit's totalitarian power. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm writing this on the board and I'm writing one thing and that is Godzo. Godzo. Well, Godzo is, we know, we know Godzo is an alien. We know he's from, an alien. From Muppets from Space. Muppets from Space. They don't know, the babies don't know that at this, at the time as they're, mm-hmm. as a babies. Godzo doesn't know, like, no. exactly what he is. The movie hasn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, that's probably the movie that we spoil the second most. Yeah. First most is, of course, Fight Club. Fight Club. Club. <laughs> So, sorry about those spoilers, sorry, everybody. Um, if you don't want to be spoiled, please pause this episode of Skaterial, rewind it about 30 seconds, uh, have a glass of water, forget about your troubles, and then fast forward about 60 seconds, and you should be back on track. Yeah, that's how that works. A simple solution. <laughs> or we can get one of those um, uh, Men in Black uh, memory erasers. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, like, the, yeah. Yeah, the little, the... I'm indicating, I'm I'm doing some really great object work with my hand to indicate it, which is perfect for this podcast. <laughs> most of the most important things in this podcast are visual things yeah. <laughs> that we then have to describe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also had another Fosse joke. Oh, yes. Okay. As always. As always, it's very crucial this investigation <laughs> to rate and review all of Fozzie's jokes. Do you want to uh, Do you want to read this one? Uh, sure. Um, this was uh, Fozzie's joke. What What's black and white and red all over? A skunk covered in strawberry jam. Um, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> if it was a tweet, I would like it, but I wouldn't retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> so what number on a scale of 10 does that? Um, six. Um, I'd give it a five. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys all know my opinion about Fonzie and his joke telling? <laughs> it's already been established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is one of those moments where the joke is so sophisticated that it just goes over the average person's head. Oh, oh you're calling um, us average people. <laughs> I am. No, I got the joke. We, I think yeah. we both got the joke. We got the joke. Okay. So I'm the only one who didn't get the joke here. Okay, but you didn't get the. Ch- uh, why would a why would a skunk have strawberry jam? That's clearly only something a genius would know. So you uh, hang out with Fozzie, or as you like Fonzie. To call him Fonzie, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you are not a genius, and he still hangs out with you. I'm just trying to make sure I understand like the friendship dynamic. Yeah, well, okay. you know, geniuses are one of a kind and they're going to have to hang out with other people yeah. who aren't geniuses or, because or muppets or muppets that's yeah huh that doesn't seem too weird i guess <laughs> uh 12 out of 10 12 out of 10 uh, for this joke yeah is that allowed um can people do that i'm sorry i, <laughs> I mean i didn't mean to i don't, overstep I, mean, my I, don't know. I don't i guess it's a i guess it's allowed uh, the only reason why I say 12 out of 10, because it's literally over people's heads. And oh. so 12 is over 10. Wow, you're right, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hang out with geniuses. That's true, you do. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Skeeter gives some scores in that segment, too, which was pretty, oh, yeah. which was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
fun. Three to one, seven to four, ten to zero, and then a partial score, just two. Yeah, just listing some scores. Yeah. We don't need to know what teams they were. No. Skeeter's fun. Uh, now she's gone. I was I was almost in a place right now, man, oh. sir. I was um I was smiling almost. Hey, what's that a uh, thing that you you say to me at every episode that like comforts me? We kind of like do it. Um, uh, autopilot, because I could really use that right now. Um, I know things are rough right now, but we need to just keep going forward and yeah. carrying on. It's what yeah. it's what Skeeter would want. Thank you. Um, that helps. Okay. Well, let's uh, see what's next on the episode. Uh, Kermit tells Ralph to interview uh, Nanny's favorite musicians and that she likes uh, the big bands. Uh, Rolf and Animal imagine themselves in a room full of giant instruments because they're big bands. Big bands. Uh, Rolf uh, dances on, a, on giant piano keys, then hands Kermit a reveal that's just music notes because he can't write words. <laughs> uh, back on Mars, uh, Gonzo is upset that he couldn't find any life not realizing he's being followed by several Martians. Uh, he finally notices them and runs away uh, back to the nursery. He tells Skeeter, call the Marines, the Martians are coming. But she says, can't you see I'm busy? I don't have time for games. Uh, Gonzo warns Scooter, who ignores him, as Martians chase him in the actual nursery. So scary. Gonzo finally opens the closet door, and I think it was a robot... Fires at the Martians who run back under the couch. Wow. Eek! Mm-hmm. Eek! Eek! Scary! <laughs> um, that was a lot. It's a, it's a lot. There's actual Martians in, in, the, the, in the nursery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this nursery is already ill-equipped for babies because there are two cribs for eight babies. But also now there are Martians <laughs> well, running and, around. And um, as a... Uh, when we had uh, Kate Huffman on a few episodes back, mm-hmm. she sort of stressed the uh, the the portals and strange things that happened in that closet. Oh, yeah, and now closet. we have to add the, add couch. the couch to that too. Mm. It's not safe for a baby. I bet those uh, those outlets aren't even covered. <laughs> Probably not. But then, like in in that episode when we had when we had Kate on, that was the episode where uh, Scooter had. The robot that was attacking people, That's and right. it finally mm-hmm. fell apart in the closet. Gonzo opens that closet door, and what's there to stop save him from the Martians? A robot. Oh, Interesting. Um, full circle. Mm-hmm. I made a circle. Is it Scooter's hand. robot? Wow. Coming back to life. Wow. I'm <laughs> writing it down. I also think it's pretty interesting that the robot. Gonzo wouldn't have to be saved by a robot in the first place if Kermit just didn't turn his back to him in the at the start. Um, again, you are um, hot takes about Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just calling it out. I'm just calling it out, everybody. I, I see, I see someone who's abusing power, and I'm just calling it out. So sue me if you want. Uh, I won't. I don't. Uh, I cannot afford a lawyer right now. <laughs> Maybe you can find one who works uh, works pro bono or maybe on a on a contingency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we might just sue you. <laughs> we might sue you. <laughs> we'll uh, get ready. Go buy a suit. <laughs> oh, I will. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. 
<laughs> Do you have any recommendations? Oh, um, Nordstrom Rack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good deals. Really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'll check them out. Um, I want to. I just wanted to talk about Rolf <laughs> for a second. Of course. Not even, I mean, um, we all know how much I love Rolf, but. The notes that he wrote on the sheet music instead of writing the actual thing, I paused it and <laughs> took a screenshot and tried to play it on the piano, <laughs> and it did not sound good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which um, makes me wonder, can he read music, or is he just such a prodigy that he just um, does it uh, by ear? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he seemed pretty confident in his ability to write notes rather than write words. They were, they did not sound pretty. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't trying to write music. Maybe he was trying to write a message of some sort. Maybe. I mean, I... I, Did the letters of the notes spell out any words? Okay, let's see. Um, We got B. Okay. Um, We got, uh, we we got A. Okay. Bah. (laughs) That. Could be a word. <laughs> we got that start to a word. We got F. Bath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another A. Baffa. 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 Oh. Um, <laughs> we got a. We have a C sharp. Baffac sharp. So what does that mean? Because those are the only notes he drew. Some circles. But they oh, really? don't, like, line up. Like, they cover up multiple <laughs> lines on the sheet music that don't create a note. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Perhaps it could be a map of some sort. Oh. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> By the tone of the, your voice. I feel like you don't think that's a good I'm, idea. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Let me know. It might be a code. I'll work on this, guys. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. This is my seed that I'm planting and fertilizing. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. What kind of fertilizer? Oh, um, um, Home Depot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Home Depot brand fertilizer. Yeah. It probably exists. <laughs> well, it does, because you're using it. I am, yeah. <laughs> well, how does the episode end? I mean, I already know. I know, but <laughs> let me pull aside the screenshot of terrible sheet music. <laughs> Fozzie says they need some classifieds, and animal volunteers. He crawls on actual ads, pulling a hose from a plumber ad, flooding the page. He then draws a car for sale for five cents and delivers pages to Kermit. He says it's time to go to press, leading to the song The Daily Muppet, featuring a cameo from Oscar the Grouch. Mm. Then Scooter starts uh, the press as we see a live-action printing press in action. Once the paper's done, they bring it to Nanny in the kitchen. The babies say they made it themselves, and Skeeter says, Because we know how much you love to read the newspaper every day, and adds, I did the sports section, Nanny. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so sweet. (laughs) As they all said what they did. Nanny says it'll be the best paper she ever read. Gonzo's sad that they didn't get his Martian photo, and Kermit says it's because there aren't little green men, just little green frogs. Of course, of course. As antennae come from Kermit's head. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I mean, that is... That's, um, flan. That's very flan. <laughs> tugboat. Tugboat. Very, mm-hmm. uh, tugboat flan. Well, I hate to say I told you so, but I did warn you all about, uh, Kermit being mm-hmm. a little bit more of a manipulative force behind this whole operation. Wow. Is it, um, aliens that you hate, then? 
Aliens. Uh, Gonzo's an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is yeah. Kermit an alien then? Well, antenna came from his head. Maybe he's a really old television. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't really put that one together. Wow. kind of like it. Yeah? I'm writing it down. Yeah. Gonzo could be, I mean, Kermit could be an old television, mm-hmm. yeah. The reception isn't always great when it rains outside. Yeah. That <laughs> 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 um, no, was just, um, me and Matt Manser just have sad memories involving uh, antennae in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> um, Skeeter here is so excited about her newspaper her so sports excited. section. She's so happy. She could have been a sports reporter. I mean... Should we check every... Every sports, sports reporter. Every newspaper's yeah. sports section. See uh, mm-hmm. if it's like a pseudonym or like if there actually is somebody named Skeeter writing writing about sports. Yeah, <laughs> you should Google that. I don't know why we haven't used Google enough on this investigation. We use Google a decent amount. Yeah. Um, I use Yahooligans. Not just regular Yahoo. No, Yahooligans, because it's Yahoo for kids, and we're doing a baby investigation. Oh, yeah. If you're searching for a baby, you go to Yahooligans. Yes. If you're searching for an adult, you go to regular Yahoo. Regular Yahoo. Reg Yahoo, as I like to call it. If you're searching for, like, an elderly person. You go to, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Yoo-Hoo, because you're saying, Yoo-Hoo, where'd my youth go? <laughs> that is a very real <laughs> website from the makers of Yahoo. Uh, the, that common saying that elderly people use. <laughs> Once again, uh, Robert Clark Chan just has a gleam in his eye for how proud he is of me. Um, we're all about friendship here on Skaterio. <laughs> I bet that newspaper had a lot of dictator propaganda involved in it. <laughs> like what? Uh, long live the green frogs. All over it. Wow. If you pause, uh, pause the episode at roughly 1937, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can see that there's a little bit of propaganda built into that newspaper. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I only paused the episode once, and that was to read the terrible sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get my hands on that newspaper, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should uh, try to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> let's talk about the song. The song. The song. I mean, like, because now we know what uh, the highest caliber of songs could be. Yes. I'm a doggist. I'm a doggist. And um, let's, I mean, I don't want to, like, compare everything to I'm a doggist, but I do, <laughs> not even in music, just in life, I compare everything to I'm a doggist now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not as good. <laughs> this one yeah. was not as good as I'm a doggist. No. Um, what was even, the, like, the style of music? I wouldn't even know what to classify it. It kind of was like a nothing style. Yeah. They they peaked with Amadagus, you know, they're like, Mm -mm. we got nothing. I mean. (laughs) We got nothing after after that. Who among us doesn't have their own personal (laughs) Amadagus that they couldn't come back from? Yeah. Our our Amadagus was when we were dolphin trainers. Yeah. Which was our life before uh, this investigation. We trained dolphins. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we find Skeeter, that'll be our true. 
Amadaga. <laughs> also, when I walk down the aisle on my wedding day to Amadagus, that will also be my own Amadagus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a professional with that song. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> yeah. you uh, had that, that cover band and you only do that song. Just that one song. Yep. You're really good. Yeah. We actually have a show next week if you want. Oh, where uh, at? Uh, it's called The Mint. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It's a bar. <laughs> Cool. Uh, what instrument do you play for your cover band? Uh, I like to play the xylophone. Wow. That checks out with the song. There were xylophones in that song. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Probably. I know. I'm a professional. I know. I know you. I'm just uh, trying to include all the listeners in oh. on this. Okay. <laughs> well, I think we've once again got some more questions more and questions answers. More questions and answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought this was going to be the one. <laughs> You did? (laughs) Every week. Every week I think it's going to be the one where we uh, find the answers. But no. Every week I'm uh, disappointed and I have more questions. I'm sorry. I feel like part of this has to do with my inability to help answer questions. Well, no, you brought in some interesting perspectives. I think this is the first anti-Kermit stance I think we've had. Yeah. Which is good because we can't just uh, be stuck in a pro-Kermit world if we're investigating a murder, Mm -mm. possibly. (laughs) Um, Eli, is there anything that you want to plug before we say goodbye? Uh, social media shows. Uh, you already yeah. plugged your show at the Mint, but yeah, any- you already plugged your show at the right. Mint. But anything uh, come else? Come on out. Its uh, cover is twenty dollars <laughs> and three drink minimum. Wow, <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it's up there for sure. But you can follow me on Twitter at Eli Majors uh, and shows. Not really. You can always come out to the Pack Theater, mm-hmm. of course. I perform every Monday at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, that's that's about it, really. Uh, I'm always trying to take down the next uh, dictatorship power. Uh, so mm. increasing awareness uh, that Kermit is an awful, awful, awful Muppet wow. is always part of my mission in life. So, yeah, come help fight the good fight is all I can say <laughs> to the listeners. Wow. Well, you can follow Skaterial on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Skaterial. Give us a follow. Share us any theories that you might have about the investigation. Maybe about Kermit as a dictator. Maybe about Gonzo as a god. I don't know. Um, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It helps us bump up the charts and makes us more visible. Uh, again, what if Skeeter's out there? What if she is exploring podcasts on iTunes? And what if your review makes us a little higher up the charts? And then she sees us and she goes, hey, this is about me. I'm going to call 1-800-6969-Skaterial <laughs> and let them know that I'm here and I'm okay. What if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> so please do that. And you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at I underscore lean. And I am on Twitter at Matt. And with that... I guess there's only one thing left we can do. We go bye-bye. Go bye-bye. Go bye-bye. Go bye-bye. The sky is clear, but all is lost when you aren't here. Where did you go? And a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.